Welcome to the Digital Edge with Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers, invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 94th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Sharon Nelson, president of Sensei Enterprises. And I'm Jim Calloway, director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Today, our topic is the web's role in how lawyers get found. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. CloudMask offers cost-effective and efficient data encryption for law firms, whether large or small, in Google Apps, Office 365, and other cloud solutions. Sign up now for your 60-day free account at cloudmask.com. We also thank ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. We are happy to welcome as our guest, Guy Sakalakis. Guy helps lawyers earn meaningful attention online because that's where their clients are looking. As a recovering attorney, he's aware of the unique considerations related to ethically and effectively marketing a law practice. He founded Attorney Sync, an online legal marketing agency, to help lawyers develop web presence that attracts clients. He currently serves as vice chair on the ABA Law Practice Division, Social Media, Legal Blogs, and Website Committee, is a contributor at Lawyerist, and regularly speaks about online marketing, most recently at Clio's Cloud Conference. Thanks for joining us, Guy. Well, Jim and Sharon, thank you so much for having me. It is absolutely my pleasure to be here with you today. Well, that's a lot of enthusiasm. Thank you. <laughs> Guy, I think, I think the magic question that all, all the uh, lawyers are asking is, how do people hire lawyers today? So here's the big secret that is probably going to come as no surprise, and that is people still hire lawyers in 2015 much in the same way they always have, and that is turn to people they know, like, and trust. But, and here's the big but, the ways that people turn to people that they know, like, and trust has changed, and technology has really added a, a multitude of new ways that people start performing research and uh, their journey to actually find a lawyer when they need one. More generally speaking, what role does the internet play in client development? And that's the big change, right? So the internet and web-based communication technologies have now allowed people, legal services consumers, to go out into the world and ask questions of Google and look for friends and people they know on social media. Um, they're, you know, subscribe and download information uh, from various websites. And so the, the path of finding people that, the way that people interact with the, the people in their lives that they know and trust, um, they do that through internet technologies. They do that through web-based communications. And so now they have uh, you know, as, as people have said, it's, it's the power is in the legal su- consumer. Le- the power is in the legal services consumers' hands now, uh, and that is the major role that I believe the internet plays. Is that it gives 
it gives the legal services consumer access to a lot more information uh, for better and worse sometimes um, and to a much wider audience to help them uh, vet their prospective attorney. You know, Guy, when I lecture, I often think of the lawyers sitting in front of me as as very dinosaur-like because they think the Internet is a complete waste of time and isn't effective for client development. They're stuck somewhere back in 1980 or earlier. Why do you think that that's true? So there's, you know, and I, uh, I can certainly relate to that. I have conversations with lawyers on a regular basis that express much similar sentiment. And I think there's a a couple different things going on. Um, One is, is that, you know, the devil's really in the details. So how we use these tools makes a big difference. And I think we'll get into a little bit more about that. But generally speaking, a lot of lawyers uh, think of the internet, think of social media, think of uh, blogging and, and other things that they can do online as a new opportunity to broadcast advertising message. And then when they do that and the advertising message uh, isn't effective, they're, they're not uh, inspiring and motivating people to contact them and to hire them, they conclude that, well, it must be the internet or it must be social media uh, that doesn't really work for client development. And in fact, it, it, you know, I, as I like to say, Twitter isn't broken. Um, it's the way that we're using it, I think, uh, to a large extent um, in terms of trying to broadcast marketing message. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I see lawyer tweets that have uh, free consultation, phone number, and dollar signs. Um, and, you know, the people that are actually in, using Twitter and using these other uh, internet communication platforms know that that's the type of thing that people are trying to block, right? We, we're, we're really tired of being advertised to, and we're finding ways to filter out those messages. And so if you're broadcasting those kind of messages uh, in a way that folks can filter them out, of course, it's not going to uh, work for client development. Yeah, it's, re- it's really true. I think that blatant advertising, there's some subtle advertising, but the best advertising, I think, it's simply sharing information and communicating knowledge. Would you agree with that, Guy? Well, well absolutely. And, uh, you know, don't misunderstand me. I, the advertising still can work. I think, though, that uh, it's, the, you know, and these, a lot of these platforms provide means for advertising, right? So Google has AdWords. Facebook has uh paid ads, so does uh, Twitter, but it's, it's what's in the content, right? So um, if, if, you, if you think about your audience on Facebook, uh, paying for a promoted post or, a boost, or some boosted content or building a custom audience with a very tailored uh, educational uh, advertisement is very effective. On the other hand, if you think of it as traditional broadcast advertising or you know billboard advertising, which is one of lawyers' favorites to think about, uh, those are the types of messages that tend to get filtered out. So certainly, advertising still can work, but it's a, you know again the devil's in the details in how you're constructing that uh, creative message, how you're educating, understanding who your audience is, and, and getting in front of them uh, at that key time when they're trying to make a decision whether to hire a lawyer or to make a referral to someone they know that might be in need of a lawyer. Well, inserting advertising where people are expecting engagement and sharing is certainly a mistake. What are some of the other common mistakes you see lawyers make online? So the it's, it really all falls under an umbrella of what I, I like to call uh, lack of authenticity, right? So the, the most effective use of the web comes from uh, being authentic, sharing, educating, 
letting your personality come through. And too many lawyers are trying to create this uh, web persona uh, that really does them a disservice because, in fact, there's so many lawyers that I see some a lot of the stuff they're doing online and I think, oh gosh, you know, that person's not going to be the one kind of person that I'm going to want to talk to. And then I meet the person and there's just a huge mismatch. And so that's probably the biggest mistake. Um, you know, that, the, the, Lack of authenticity, not spending time actually learning how these communication technologies work, uh, thinking they are just simply a new uh, opportunity to to do a billboard ad. Those in conjunction are probably the two biggest mistakes that I see on a regular basis. So I think it's very hard to simply start online and people don't know where to start. So how do you advise them to get started? That's a great question. And uh, I still think even today, uh, despite... Uh, the, the kind of fractured way that audiences are uh, traversing the web, I still think it's very important to start with a website. Um, and there's really two primary reasons for this. One is, is that by taking out a domain, and um, there's a whole set of considerations in taking out a domain, uh, that the domain being that the, the place where your website uh, lives on the internet. So for example, like geesakalakis.com, Taking out a domain, especially of your name or your firm name, is really important because it, if you if you implement the website correctly, uh, they, people are going to search for you online. And one of the most common ways they're going to do that is to go to Google and type your name in. And having a website that's optimized uh, for your domain is going to give them a place that you're in control of, that you control the messaging on, that you control the interfacing with potential clients on. Um, so. Starting with that domain, getting a hosting account. Uh, I tend to, you know, a little plug for WP Engine, but um, certainly GoDaddy or any of these hosts can be okay as long as you've got a, you're, you're monitoring the speed. Uh, sp website speeds can become increasingly important. We have very short attention spans. Um, but giving people a, a way to find you online easily, starting with the website is, is the way to do that. And um, like I said, I, I would recommend people check out WP Engine. I, I recommend putting your WordPress on, or excuse me, I recommend putting your website on WordPress, which is an open source content management system and makes it a lot easier to administer. But that's really the starting point. Everything else to me flows from having that uh, one uh, point for, play, for sending people, you know, both on business, offline media like business cards or um, email signatures. But that's really still the starting point, in my opinion. Gee, what's the single most important piece of advice you can give lawyers about using the internet for client development? So I would go back to the authenticity. Uh, you know, it's really important that what you do online reflects. Uh, the type of lawyer that you are and, and that you strive to be. Um, so, you know, demonstrating your knowledge, skill and experience. And of course, there are a lot of uh, ethical uh, traps sometimes if you start going down uh, certain directions. But I think that if you're, you know, be conscientious of your obligations as a lawyer, um, certainly, you know, be always thinking about your clients and no matter what you do online, but let your personality come through, be authentic, uh, share your uh, knowledge and, and try to do the best you can to uh, stand for something in your community. And those are the types of things that uh, potential clients really care about. You know, lawyers, I think they they tend to uh, create web presence that's, that almost is 
seems to be for them, right? It's not directed for their target audience. Uh, it's more of a um, you know vanity brochure that talks about how hard they fight and how long they've been a lawyer. And when you really listen to uh, clients and, and legal services consumers, those things, you know, while they're, they, they play some role, they're much more interested in know in understanding what it's going to be like to work with the lawyer, what kind of values the lawyer and the and the people at the law firm have. Um, you know, will you will the lawyer be responsive to their questions? Uh, will they be there as a, you know as a shoulder to cry on when they're dealing with some of these hard uh, life issues that people that hire lawyers deal with? So that, that's probably the, back to that authenticity and and letting people know really what it is that you're all about. Uh, letting that come through online is is really the most important part. You know, I've seen what I would call a touchy-feely element to more and more uh, law firm sites. Would you agree with that, Guy? I think so. And, you know, I think it's, sometimes it's it's done eloquently and sometimes, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, th- there's an attempt to do that. But there's no question that uh, what people care about is how the lawyer is going to help them deal with their issues. And so everything on a website should be directed towards that kind of message versus a, um, you know, a, I don't know, a trophy case uh, of, of the lawyer's accomplishments. They, they Potential clients, they just don't care about that as much as they care about understanding how this lawyer is going to help them and, and what working with that lawyer is going to be like. That was some excellent advice. And so let's pause now for a commercial break, and then we'll be right back. In recent years, the legal sector has come under increasing pressure to improve efficiency and client services. CloudMask enables law firms and solo attorneys to leverage free and low-cost software as a service, such as Google Apps and Office 365, to improve efficiency and client service while reducing costs, strengthening compliance with data privacy laws, and ensuring that legal ethical duties are met. CloudMask encryption is even certified by 26 governments around the world. Sign up now for your 60-day free account at cloudmask.com. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the country. Connect your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit ServeNow.com. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today our subject is the web's role and how lawyers get found. And our guest is Guy Sakalakis, the founder of Attorney Sync, an online legal marketing agency to help lawyers develop web presence that attracts clients. So Guy, there's so much snake oil around web marketing. Um, What would you tell lawyers who are thinking about hiring someone to help them with web marketing without getting the snake oil? (laughs) Absolutely. A huge problem. And frankly, I think, as we spoke about earlier, this is one of the reasons that so many lawyers draw the conclusion that the internet's not great for client development because they got sold on some kind of web 
magic, voodoo, ninja, wizardry. And, you know, and when it doesn't work, they can't understand why. And so the solution to that, uh, just like anything else, is education, right? Lawyers need to take some accountability. And, and I know this is hard. It's a hard pill for lawyers to swallow because they're very busy. Uh, and a lot of lawyers, a lot of this stuff is, is rather new and can seem overwhelming. But there's simply no substitute for going out and learning some of the basics learning what, um, you know, if you're going to hire someone that to do search marketing, getting, you, you at least have to be familiar with the language uh, before you can actually, um, you know, make a good hiring decision. You know, in, in many respects, it's similar to the process of hiring, uh, you know, a sophisticated legal services consumer hiring a uh, lawyer. Uh, you need to do your homework. I certainly recommend getting several proposals, but ask around, right? Ask friends who their uh, vendors are and, and what kind of results they're getting. And, and that's the final thing is, is that you've got to define what the goals are for whatever web marketing campaign um, you're involved in. And, and obviously there are a lot of different goals, but, but ultimately most of them are going to relate to client development because let's face it, that's really what marketing is all about. And so, um, you know, spend time learning, get some uh, different proposals. And then when you have, when you have a bunch of different options, make sure you're defining what success looks like to find those goals in advance. And then it's very easy to quantify whether or not uh, your partner is meeting those goals or not meeting those goals. Well, Guy, in terms of uh, starting that learning process, uh, what should lawyers know about search engine optimization? Sure. The, the search engine optimization question, uh, everybody wants to know SEO. And, and I'll, I admit that uh, I, I try to take a lot of the magic out of search engine optimization. Um, there's real, there really is no magic to it, in my opinion. I mean, the, if there is any magic, it's publishing, uh, you know, whether it's pages or articles or some other form of content, video, uh, podcasting, uh, publishing stuff online that people want to link to, talk about, share, send to their friends and, and further promote. And so there are definitely some technical aspects that I don't mean to diminish, and I think that uh, lawyers should get a good foundational knowledge of that. I, I certainly would recommend people go to Moz uh, as one place, but um, at the very essence of search engine optimization is marketing. And so it really comes back to uh, what we've talked about before, educating, uh, entertaining, putting things online that people are compelled to link to. Because after all, that's that's one of the major signals that search engines use to rank sites is the popularity that those search engines deem based on the number of links pointing to the pages on the site. So start with a good foundation of the technical. You've got to know some HTML. You've got to know some things about robots protocols, which I'm not going to bore everybody with. But at the, at the heart of it, it's really about finding creative ways to publish things online that motivate visitors to link to, share, and otherwise promote those pages. We've been talking an awful lot about magic. 
which I think we used that word about four times in, in that one set of answers. But they want magic for online legal marketing strategies as well. So what, what are you telling them? What are you seeing that's working best for law, lawyers and law firms? Sure. So uh, part of that is is really understanding your audience. Um, you know, trying to be everything to everybody uh, is a big mistake and doesn't work so well. But but really spending some time, listen to the language that your uh, current client, if you have clients, uh, the the language that they use to describe the problems they're facing, uh, how they describe how it is that you know they view that you help them as a lawyer um, and being able to build content around that kind of stuff. So uh, you know, having frequently asked questions. And again, we're not talking about getting into the details of specific legal information. Um, we're, we're talking about things that are that are informational uh, and educational, but also have a, an entertaining twist. Uh, and I think this is one of the the parts that lawyers don't connect the dots on is that if you do a case summary of a recent decision, that might be interesting to another lawyer. But if your target audience is uh, consumers that, you know, or the public that doesn't uh, have a, doesn't even understand the language there, they're not gonna be compelled to link to that kind of stuff. They're not gonna be compelled to share it. So I would say that the, the content that we've seen really uh, effective, both on social media platforms as well as uh, search is Evidence of the lawyers' participation in the community, you know, taking leadership positions, uh, taking uh, participating in charity events. You know, I, I, one of the most effective things I've seen is, you know, hey, we did we supported this uh, Forgotten Harvest charity, which you know is a food bank around the holidays. You know, we took a bunch of pictures. We we taught. We had some. Uh, we had a post about our uh, participation. We shared that on Facebook. Maybe we boosted that content to grow a wider audience uh, in our area, and people get excited about that kind of stuff. They say, "Hey, look, this lawyer is actually giving back to the community." Uh, it's going to generate those signals that search engines use. People are going to link to it. Other charities might reach out. And so that kind of uh, what I call real, mar real law firm stuff uh, is the stuff that does really well online. So, you know, focus on the things that you've done historically and find ways to translate those things to the web. You know, I think that's really wonderful information, and I just want to underscore what you said, because we are, in fact, a very philanthropic company here at Sensei, and over, over, and over again, I hear prospective clients say, I picked up the phone and called you because I saw you were involved with this or that charity, and I know what a good corporate citizen your company is, and so I think it's just amazing how effective that is, and I'm glad to hear somebody else say it. <laughs> absolutely. I'm glad to hear that, and, and absolutely, uh, it's... It works really well, and people don't connect those dots, but that's the stuff online that people want to see. And another thing I always tell lawyers, especially lawyers that are litigators, guess who else sees that kind of stuff? Jurors, people that you work with in court. And so, um, you know, doing well by doing good is particularly effective um, when you're talking about the Internet. Well, there's been a lot of conversation about the future of legal practice, and obviously we see the changes there. But what does the future hold for online legal marketing? Well, I think we're going to we're starting to see some changes uh, in the in the administration of some of the ethics rules. I think that th that is one area that um, there's some catching up to do. But uh, I think that's going to there's it's going to open up some new opportunities for lawyers they might not have had in the past. Uh, more generally, just on, on online marketing, 
the, uh, to me, a big part of the future is going to be location-based marketing. And, and for listeners that want to learn more about that, look up things like iBeacon, Beacon Technology, uh, Yext. Uh, I think location is going to be a much more powerful context for marketing and advertising on the web that it, uh, it hasn't been in the past. Um, so, you know, I, I think that lawyers that are really committed to advertising, things like building custom audiences based on specific locations is going to become a much more uh, important piece of the online uh, marketing and advertising uh, game. Well, we picked our, ourselves a real big subject here when we said the web's role and how lawyers get found. Um, you could go on and on, I know about this, but where would you recommend lawyers turn to to find out more about this particular topic? Sure. So the two places that I really like for you know just general online slash inbound marketing, a lot of the things we've talked about today, one is Moz, M-O-Z.com. Um, they have a great community there, a huge, vast learning center, both for local search marketing and search marketing more generally. Uh, and the second would be HubSpot, uh, HubSpot.com. Uh, these are both software companies, but they've also developed some really excellent resources. I know that HubSpot at least has some case, some useful case studies that actually involve lawyers. So those are the, the two places that I'd really start, uh, you know, down the path. If you're, if you're, if, you, if, if this stuff sounds compelling to you, but you don't really know how to get started, uh, they really spell out everywhere from the technical components of uh, optimizing your site to content development to email campaigns and nurturing, and, and they talk about how these things all work together to reinforce. And so those are probably the you know the web's a big place, but those are two places that. I'd start with. And, and of course, you can add my name to any search in Google and see what I have to say about it, too. So I'll throw that in there. <laughs> well, I, I know that you've given a lot of good suggestions here, and I've been busy writing while you've been talking. So we thank you for all the good advice and, and your articulate uh, and entertaining to boot. So thank you for being with us today as our guest. It's been wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've been you know, I've been a, a longtime listener and um, keep up the great work. Uh, it's my uh, honor and privilege to, to be able to be with you today. And uh, feel free to follow up if you get any questions or want any clarifications. But thank you very much. And that does it for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. And if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sherrod. Happy trails, cowboy. Thanks for listening to The Digital Edge, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway for their next podcast covering the latest topic related to lawyers and technology. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.